Marvel, y'all, if you look at Marvel's roster, they kind of don't have that many prominent solo female characters. Like, after She-Hulk, like, there's not too many. <laughs> there aren't too many solo female characters. Wasp, I guess. Scarlet Witch. No. I guess Wanda a little bit. A little and bit. And then after that, see? see? We get a little shaky. So, <laughs> I just always wondered what would happen if they gave, you know, someone else the same kind of push that they kind of gave Carol. Carol was already kind of like... are back to another relaunch. You're your host, I am Keenan. Oh, we're we supposed to have a name. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I'll be lucky the pizza dog. Oh, that's cute. Right? I will be um, Dr. Dane. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Lorna Dr. Dane. <laughs> okay, okay. You know, Dr. you gotta remind them again, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's Polaris. And <laughs> Um, how you? How, how was your how was your holiday, my friend? Oh, it was great. You know, um, my my parents are still back in Chicago, um, but I was like not gonna fly back and do all of that. Um, so I have to stay here and have Friendsgiving with some friends, and it was great. You know, I am nobody chef, <laughs> um, but you know, I did. Uh, I baked a peach cobbler, you know, as like a sweet or whatever, and brought that over. And then I bought a pumpkin pie. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> so I was like, I ain't doing all of that. <laughs> I'll contribute something, but like I ain't doing all of that. <laughs> I know that's right. I would not. I would not. What'd you do? But, um, so my family, we did a we did a Thanksgiving brunch this year, which was oh, that's uh, nice. Yeah, which was really nice. So my aunt, who actually doesn't drink at all, she went to the liquor store and like she got tons of wines and tons of liquors and she got a little bit of everything. So I was like popping them. I felt a little attacked because as I started going popping bottles, she was like, oh, look at Keenan. He not, he just popping them corks off. And her husband was like, oh, I didn't think Keenan was going to have any problem drinking. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> they called um, you out. <laughs> right. But then um, it was nice. I was talking to my little cousin. She's the Natasha Stain. And I've, okay. I'm, I'm convinced she's. Did she like the movie? She did. She thought it was cool. She was okay. like, it was Natasha's moment, so she was here for her. But of course, she was upset. You know, she's like, oh, I still never get to see her again. And we say, you know, that's life. But um, I'm convinced she's the smartest person in our family now. She was telling us about like she's about to go to high school, which made me feel very old. And oh no, <laughs> she's like telling me how she's looking at high schools, and I'm like, "What you mean? Just go to the one down the street." But she's like looking at private high schools. She's telling me about this one that has okay. a pre-law program that she wants to go to. Another one that has like a high school. That's <laughs> what I was like. What? I was like, "Okay, good. We played Connect Four. She beat my ass a couple times. Like, <laughs> like, and it was, it was like, it was like, and then she was beating it's everybody because she ended up beating my um aunt's husband." A couple of times too so i was like okay i didn't feel as bad but that was good for her i was like hey did you watch hawkeye (laughs) (laughs) that's what i can talk about (laughs) 
love that. But you know what? What other things we can talk about are these comics. So let's go ahead and get into it. First up is Catwoman number 37. Now, I know you are still digging Selena right now, Ram B. Is this his last issue? The next one is. Okay. Um, yeah, man, this is... I was tweeting about this the other day. I, I've always kind of had a fondness for Selena. I think she's a cool character. Catwoman's dope. Her whip is nice. The heels are skin tight, obviously. She's that girl. She's the doll. We're here, to, we're here for it. But um, I think this run has done a really good job at just kind of giving you the personality and the person that Selena is behind all of that. Like, everything she's been doing with Alleytown and kind of taking over and helping the people on the street and, like, the network she's built up of villains and, like, anti-heroes of her own, it's kind of reminded you that she's just as smart and savvy as Batman. And that this is why... I think a lot of times some people will kind of look at Batman and Catwoman and they kind of want to, like what do they do together? Because Batman's supposed to be this super big kung fu smart guy master or whatever. And you think like, oh, Catwoman's just a thief. And like this run reminds you that she is not just a thief. She is like a queen pin. She has her own set of skills. She can fight. She can do this. She can outthink people. She outthinks the Riddler who betrays her in the book. And she's like, boy, I knew you were going to do that. She's like, I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, and I've already planned for it. And like, and this is what I've done. And it's like, yes, like this is just a really good run. And it's going to be sad to see it. Um, I'm still excited for the next creative team. You know, Teeny's coming over and she's taking uh, Selena down to the strip club. So that's going to be really fun. That's right. But I think Rand's done a really good job. And I'm just excited to kind of see how this last issue is going to end up. I would definitely give this issue like another four out of five. The artist Nina Vakuva, uh, Laura Braga helps on some of the pages, which we also got to talk about Vakuva a little bit. I don't know if you remember, she's been doing some of those Black Widow issues. Yes, yes, yes. The girl's works. She's quick. Okay. <laughs> yes. She's and good. Quick. And good. And because I've seen her name on a couple of comics that have been coming out like within months of each other. And for those who know, like it, they always say it takes 30 days to make a comic book. And so it's like, girl, you got these issues coming out back to back to back. You working. Okay. I love it. All across different series. I'm here for it. Shout out to I didn't know she was on. I didn't know she was on art over there. You know, Selena has been a character that I've always just like liked in media. Um, and I've read a little bit about her. And I should, I've got so many other comics to get into, but I'm definitely going to add this one to my list. Cause you should. That's a good one. I got to. It's good. All right. Up next is Aquaman, Green Arrow, Deep Target number two. Now, this is a special <laughs> mini coming out that is seems random because I didn't know Aquaman and Green Arrow were friends, but... They're <laughs> not. <laughs> uh, so this issue is written by uh, Brandon Thomas. Again, he is writing Aquaman the Becoming. And um, who, oh, let me check the art really quick. The art is done by Ronan Clickett and... I think I said this the first time. The story feels very random. And this is no disrespect to the Green Arrow fans, but I don't think any Aquaman fans have been waiting for them to team up and vice versa. I feel like I said that before. And this felt like something that was just, oh, 80th anniversary, let's put these two characters together. And it still does feel like that. However, I will say the second issue was a lot stronger than the first one, where before okay. it felt a little odd and awkward. I kind of realized, at least this is what I think, that Thomas is using this as more of a showcase for Arthur himself. So the basic premise is, seems like Aquaman and Green Arrow have woken up and they have lived each other's lives. We see Ollie is like king of the sea. He's got on his own little all green Aquaman suit. He's using the trident. Arthur is dressed up in Aqua, uh, Green Arrow's gear and he's using bow and arrows and stuff. And so Aquaman's like, the correct Aquaman, Arthur. I gotta say their real names because they're using each other's names. It's confusing. <laughs> uh, 
Arthur is like coming to Ollie. He's like, what happened? What did you do? What do you remember? And Ollie's like, I only remember this. This is the life I have. And Arthur's obviously like, no, something's right. When, when I say that, I think Thomas has been using this to showcase Arthur because obviously Ollie has the trident. But even though he says he know how to use it, he doesn't really. And so Arthur still seems to have like a lot of knowledge of everything that's going on. So he's really directing Ollie on how to do things. He's like, you need to do this, you need to do that. And then we're getting a sense of what the Trident does, but in the same token, because Arthur can't rely on his abilities right now, he's using like his natural fighting skills. He's using his natural leadership skills and he's kind of like really calling the shots. And it's like, oh, okay. Is this how you're gonna be writing him in the Aquaman series? It's, it's, it's like- okay. And so it's like, I give you a little kind of, taste of what you're about to see. Exactly. And so, like, by having them switched over, he can give us both of that. He can show us that Arthur can do all of this stuff without his powers, but by having Ollie do it, he's showing us what he'll be capable of when he goes back to his natural state. Which is like, that's dope. cool. Um, so I was like, for that, and again, like, it feels like a big action movie. Like, they're like, the, they're fighting people all the time. They're like on a. Uh, airplane someone's trying to shoot them down ollie likes jumps on top of it and uses the trident to like uh, ricochet the bullets away some interesting things happening there so it's fun in that regard if you're looking for some fights step one over okay Uh, well what would you rate the issue i'd give it like a 3.5 out of 5 um Again, like the story, you don't really know what's going on. It still doesn't feel like these two needed to have this, but if we're going to have it and do it, all right, let's just have some fun with it. Um, the, the art feels a lot stronger this go round. Um, the character voices feel a little bit more on point, especially Arthur. Again, I'm ready. It's getting me more excited for the Aquaman book. All right. All right. Well, stay tuned for more of that, y'all. All right, up next is Astonishing Times number five, and this is written by Frank J. Barbary and R.S. Quinones, and art by Rory Coleman. Now, this was the, I think it was the final issue of this arc, but I don't know if it's the final of this, like, series, which kind of made me wonder how this was going to go. So, like, this is the follow-up to last issue where uh, we had our guy Infinite, who I was, like, a big fan of. He ended up, like, killing the one superhero, and then the other superhero tried to attack him who had super speed, and he killed him, too. And um, he let everyone know that this, like, infinity engine thing, this bomb that he was working on that was going to, like, help the world or something has been turned on and activated, so it was going to go off. And this is pretty much everything that's happening there. We learned that um, Infinite is basically kind of like Omni-Man, if you remember in um, Invincible, Invincible, where he came from another planet and was going to, like, destroy it basically but he like turned a a new leaf because he ended up like liking humans or whatever he just became a superhero Mm. but he was supposed he was sent there to destroy it now he turns out that his name is infinite because his powers he's connected to like the universe like as long as the universe exists he exists so he's like his power is infinite he can kind of do a lot um and he i guess was going to be using his own like they were trying to um, like siphon his powers basically and try to figure out how they could use it to give other people powers mm-hmm. um, so during all this explosions our guy Noah who was the reporter he ends up getting out of his like mind wipe which I didn't really like because the black girl was a telepath and like <laughs> I was she hoping like, I was going to see more of her but he like yeah <laughs> she, she like couldn't do it <laughs> 
So he like gets up from the mind wipe and she's like, you know, oh my God, no one's ever been able to do that before. And they're like freaking out. And um, she tells him that like, we were trying to isolate Infinite's powers here to like help change the world, but I'm getting up out of here. Just let you know, here's the serum. Do with it what you will if you're going to go after Infinite. So he ends up trying to go after Infinite. He takes the serum. He gets his own powers. They have this fight, um, which was pretty cool to see. And then the engine is about to explode, and Infinite takes it off into space because he ends up having like a, you know, the the come to, the come to Kumbaya moment where he's like, I shouldn't have been doing this bad stuff here, and I should have been doing being a superhero. So he takes the engine and explodes in in the sky. I personally didn't like that because I I like when characters like this exist, but then they have to kind of deal with the repercussions of their actions afterwards and how they oh. kind of operate. So I wish she wouldn't have died in the end. Um, yeah. But uh, you know what? Up... Exactly. I want the people to be mad at him. Um, but Noah ends up like writing the entire story and tells the truth about Infinite and publishes it because he was like a reporter. And um, I don't know if he told everybody that like he had powers because they're, at the end of it, there's like, you know, the his eyes glow a little bit. It's like mm. in a, in a kind of thing. So like, I don't know if he had the powers because... At the at the compound where they were doing this, they found out that people were able to gain abilities, but then like it burned you out really quickly and then you died. But mm-hmm. at the end of this, his eyes were still glowing. So who knows? But mm-hmm. like overall, I really liked this series and it was um like drawn beautifully and really well done. Mm-hmm. It kind of felt like, oh, this is the end, but I don't know. When I look at checked out the writer's Twitter and stuff, it seems mm-hmm. as if it's like, oh, this was just the first arc. That's kind of what they. So it might be coming back for more. Maybe coming back for more, but I don't know. Okay, I mean, you know, especially like it's in the comicology original. Oh, I was about to say. Oh, so that probably gives them a little bit more leeway to definitely come back to. But I was just thinking about, you know, a lot of indie titles in general, they do that very frequently. They take yeah. their breaks. Um, Snot Girl, which is a comic that I like, it takes breaks. I'll never forget. They finally came back with an issue after maybe I want to say like six months or something like that. And then at the end of the issue, it was like, thanks for waiting, guys. Just to let you know, we're going on hiatus again. (laughs) 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 It's just like, okay, that's fine. It's like, I'm sure you'll come back eventually. It's just like, you just got to wait sometimes. Yeah. Um, But what would you rate it? Um, You know what? I would end up giving this a 3.5. It felt a little rushed uh, as far as, like, the ending of this because maybe this is the end. Um, Mm -hmm. But I wish I thought I was going to get to know a little bit more about uh, the universe itself um, Mm -hmm. and everything that goes on there. But hopefully we do. Maybe we end up, like, you know, doing more with it. So we'll see. Okay. All right. Up next is Death of Doctor Strange, number three, and um, uh, take it away, because I want to know about if there's a certain sorcerer in this book, because I'm going to talk about her later. Oh, okay. Um, so this is by Jeb McKay and Lee Garvey is on art, and this continues to be probably one of the last oh, like Doctor Strange stories. Yeah, he's really good. Um, I will say, though, about the art, I do feel like it's not i think the colors should be different i feel like a lot of things that's happening in this book it kind of gives off a horror feel it's it's like the death of dr strange it's a murder mystery there are monsters coming from other universes they're bringing like these earth ending type of demonic babies it's like you expect it to be a little bit muddier and darker kind of scary and this is very bright um it's almost Mm. i I think i've said this about a couple of some this is like my go-to phrase but it's like watching a scary movie in the daytime 
Ah, uh, okay. It just like yeah, it doesn't give off that same feel. But the art itself is still very good. And here we have Clea, and she's kind of explaining to the Avengers what's going on with the three That's mothers. The that girl um, <laughs> she's explaining to, about the three mothers who are like the kind of magician monster women we met last issue about what they're doing and how they're trying to bring this baby who's just always hungry and he's going to feed on all life and so normally they go for like one super powerful magical being and that's why all of the warlords of magic fled to earth because they're like oh they can just come destroy earth <laughs> instead of where i was <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you know it has in a moment where the avengers are like okay well we got to go and try and stop these things and then through that dr strange is talking about how he still needs to figure out who murdered him because remember he brought there's like a timeless version of him that is here for a week mm-hmm. to try and figure out who did it him and clea have a little moment and she kind of explains to him about where they were at when they last saw each other and how he erased his memories of her uh against her will because he made a deal with mefesto and like she only got them back when he died and now here she is with this younger version of him who like he does who doesn't know her at all and so she kisses him and he's like hold on girl i ain't the guy you like <laughs> so back up off me he's like he's like and it wouldn't be fair of me to take care of your i mean take advantage of your pain so they go about their way they find out um some energy about who is supposed to kill him so while they're doing that going to find who killed strange the three mothers have found a couple of the different magical warlords and they're going and killing them and they're fighting off and we come to find out that they've been looking for dr strange's cape in the eye of uh agamotto baron mordo has them and oh, so okay he and you know so he popped up in the first issue talking about how oh who killed dr strange it was supposed to be me da, 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 da. they find out apparently he did kill dr strange because they say <laughs> it seems like he took the energy from some of the other warlords he like worked with them to kill strange and so the last page is him behind the door cowering with the cape and the eye because strange clea and wong are here and they're about to take him down Oh, right. This is getting hot now. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Um, I definitely rate this a 3.5. Again, the story's really good. It's one of the more interesting Doctor Strange ones. I think McKay has a really good voice for a lot of the characters. I like the art. Like I said, I think the colors could be a little bit different to make it uh, just a little bit. uh, But it's hot. I think people should get into it, for sure. Okay. Do you see this having, like, repercussions? Or do you think he's going to come back at the end? No, I think there's definitely going to be a new strain. Oh, a new Sorcerer Supreme. Okay. Have they started to, like, drop hints at who you think it might be? No. Um, I personally think it's just might be going to end up being Clea since she's here now. But okay, we might get some potentials in issue four and get a surprise or something like that. There's also this girl who's, like, kind of been working with Strange. She was his apprentice. It could be her. Okay. Who do you want it to be? Wicked. <laughs> okay, and next up is <laughs> Wolverine number eighteen, and um, Ellis was on the creative team for this issue. Um, this is still Ben Percy, and I, I think they had a guest artist. Hold on, let me let me look it up real quick. Um, but Percy writes a really good Wolverine. I'm sorry, he does. He does. I, he does. I like I. I just can't I just can't take that away from him. He writes a really good Logan. Uh Paco Diaz is an art. And so I've said it before. I get a, I get a little frustrated with Logan's character sometimes because I feel like they keep just making him do the same old thing. He is like that soldier, that bulldog, that attack guy, blah blah blah. You keep it would be nice to see him just like chill out 
be happy for a little bit, maybe direct the kids. Um, you know how in Batman Beyond you had old Bruce just directing them, Terry. Mm-hmm. Let him just do that for uh, Dawkin and Laura. But Percy gives us a nice little action issue here, and it's nice because it's a reminder of who Logan is, and that Logan is like, there's a reason he is the best there is at what he does. You know what I'm saying? Let's wake, let's wake it up. Yeah, so they come into contact with Maverick, who has revealed that he's working for the enemy, and Wolverine's like, it's not that simple. He kind of just doesn't have loyalty to anybody but himself, like, due to something that happened to him. And so the issue is kind of them chasing after Logan and his friend Ben the cop. And Logan's just taking them down, and he's, like, fighting, and he's doing things. There's this really cool scene where he, uh, they're in a meat truck, and he, like, takes one of the giant pieces of meat out and like throws it at the helicopter that's following them and like into the blade so they go off balance there and then he's like talking with sage he's like get us through this gate and i was like come on logan like showing me a little taxes showing me a little all right yes strategy like you you (laughs) know what you're just like running into something yeah you know he's like taking people down and it's like really cool to see um and he has like a moment with forge i really like the wolverine and forge relationship they built where they're just like these two big muscle guys kind of always in low-key competition with each other but they still like each other because they just drinking buddies so they have a cute moment always bringing up he's just built something (laughs) always and like the end wolverine even says that to him he's like oh what did you build today (laughs) he's just like whatever um, there's like a fun data page where uh, Forge is going through some of his notes, and at the end of it, he makes a note to himself to remember to do 100 squats. And I was like, <laughs> I know that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, the guy, again, like this is another issue I think it felt like a, just a big action espionage type of movie. Uh, Ben's having meetings with people who get shot through the chest while they're in the restaurant. Wolverine's chasing after them. Um, it's good. It's just a good, it's just like a fun, action-packed Wolverine story. And, like, that's what you like. Um, But, again, I still say I wouldn't mind him chilling out for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It seems like that's what it's going to be leading towards with this X of Lives, X Lives of Wolverine. X X Lives of Wolverine. X Lives and Deaths of Wolverine, which I'm still very excited for. And I I hope it is a nice enough, because the last Wolverine event was not that exciting. The Death of Wolverine? Yeah, that was that wasn't a business. <laughs> and then there was the hunt for Wolverine when he came back. Oh yeah, mm, didn't really like that one either. Yeah, so it's like I'm I'm hoping this is just like a nice when they gave Laura those two streaks in her hair. Child, <laughs> when I like I love how everyone kind of also ignores the hot claws. That's because it was just not good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never. Uh, that's funny. I think everyone. I think I don't even think that was ever like wreck, like re-wreck kind of way. I think everyone no. just decided to just ignore it. So it was the only one who did it, and he was like, <laughs> and he was like defending it. He thought it was so cool, and I was just like, baby, this just don't make any sense. Like, why is this man claws heating up? <laughs> yeah. Who ch- who changes Wolverine's powers? I don't know. He tried, but we all just said no. That's crazy. Which now that I think about it, also, Wolverine shouldn't have adamantium in his claws anymore. He shouldn't, but we kind of ignore that. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. <laughs> what would you rate the issue? Oh, a four out of five. Oh, it was okay. good. Like, like I, I'm, I'm sorry. But Percy writes a really good Logan, and it's like fun, yeah. and it's action packed, and it's like he's doing the damn thing, and that's like this is what I like to see. If you if you gonna if you gonna give me Wolverine nonsense, make it good and this is good. 
fair. All right, up next is X-Men number five, and this is the final book of the week. And this was written by Jerry Duggan and art by Javier Pina. And um, um, this was just another X-Men issue. Um, (laughs) You know, A Day in the Life of the Team of the X-Men. This one was the uh, Polaris-centric issue where they were... Mm. Every issue pretty much so far has pretty has been about like one character basically, and you kind of get dive into who where they are at this moment or on the yeah. team or whatever. And this one was the Polaris issue, and I enjoyed it. I liked oh. it. There were definitely some things that I didn't like. Um, well, let's talk about that. Overall, overall, <laughs> why don't why don't you start? Um, what is what did I like, or what did I think? What did you think? Oh, I didn't like oh, this. Issue. Um, okay. And I'm starting to realize that I might not enjoy this book the way that I thought I was. Again, I th- we've said it before. You know, the X books are kind of at a place where everything's like, mm, I don't know what's going on. Mm. So I'm trying to take everything at face value. I understand that this book is supposed to be like very light superhero fanfare. They're kind of just got like a big threat. X-Men doing what they got to do, saving the day, and, like, that's cool and that's fun. I feel like what's happening in this, especially with this book giving each character its own focus, it's giving us all of these things about them, but it's not really pulling any connection from, like, I guess, the past or, like, saying why these things are going on or, like, why they really feel this way. You're just, like, telling me, and so I'm losing kind of a connection with the team as a whole. And then I also feel like while you can focus an issue around one person a big part of that is how they interact with everybody else and i feel like when we've been focusing on these singular characters they're not getting any chance to really interact with anybody else and that again makes this team as a whole feel a little bit inorganic um and some of the moments we do get don't always feel that natural i think specifically of the way that laura is written in this book i'm not even the biggest laura fan and she feels weird like, she feels like a female Logan. Yes, and that is like nowhere near what the character should be. I think the only yeah. person who has written a really bad Laura, unfortunately, was Chris Claremont. And that's because he just kind of wrote her as like a savage girl. She was like growling at yeah. people and like... You know, <laughs> yeah, it was like that ain't, That's not what that girl do. Um, and so this one, she's a little like rough. She's a little brush. And it's like, maybe, I don't know, maybe that'll be something of the story. Maybe Duggan is saying like, oh, Laura's on the X-Men. So she feels like she got to act like Logan. That's what's happening. But at the same time, it's like, was anybody else going to notice this? That she seems a little bit different? Is she like, or is the, again, this is just something that we're Jean probably could. You know, she'd be always in somebody's business. Okay. As we saw. <laughs> um, I didn't really like I didn't like the whole Lorna thing about her vote. I'm not gonna lie to you. Lorna might not even be my favorite character, but I was really excited to kind of see a speech from her. Like why she wanted to be on the X-Men, why she wanted to do this, like all, again, pulling from those past experiences. This is the girl who was on Genosha when it exploded. We found her crying naked and she made statues and uh, representation of her daddy. You know, so it's like I wanted to see some of that pride. She was the door of the house of M and it was like no, just pick me. And it was like, girl, what? And then it's like, no, the, she didn't even get that moment because it was changed for her from Jean to be like, oh, when she was originally going to say, just not me. What? Other way. It was the other way. 
Oh, whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> no, would you? You know what I'm saying? So it just it, like yeah. I didn't really enjoy that little bit of it. And then even so, when you come back to it later, and she's talking to Jane about it, and she's like, you know, I don't think I'm ready for this. I don't know if I'm in the space for this right now. I would have appreciated more if she was really like, I don't know if I'm in the space for this right now. But the comment of, oh, I don't think I'm ready for this. That did like that didn't feel like Lorna to me because the, the Lorna who I have read, she'd be ready for anything. And she'd be ready she did to say, throw down. She did say right now. Well, didn't she say that? She was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this or I'm ready for this right now. She said, I, I don't know if I'm right for this or right for this right now. Right for this. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you be right for a girl? You've been here. You might not have been like on this official main superhero team, but you've been here. You've been doing this. And then it's like, we didn't really get too deep into it. And then it's that's just the, like, that's the, that's the part. Yeah, it's like we'll get too deep into like that's the part about her. That's the part about her character is like she. I've always said that like Lorna is the type of character that exists in like that middle space, and Mm -hmm. it's like she isn't someone who is like who wants to be in the spotlight, but also kind of wants to be in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. So it's like um, that part of about this that I completely under that I got, but I think you were looking for like a. like a like a a stand up in your face kind of moment i don't even i mean i guess maybe i would have been like i'm like i don't even know if i don't know i think i just wanted more meat to her story i feel like Mm. what like what's going on there especially again when every issue is kind of supposed to be spotlit on a different character if like this was the moment to really get into lorna then like let's get into her a little bit because does that mean we won't really get too much of a focus on her in the future because like i'm still Mm -hmm. left wanting a little bit i'm still left like needing a little bit like to just know like okay you've still gone through a lot doll like what's going on um Mm -hmm. i didn't like the whole gene thing but that's just I mean. more. <laughs> and, and like for me, it's not even a thing of like what Jane did, like what she did. All the telepaths do it. I don't care about that. But all the telepaths also get called out on it. Except and every time, except Miss Gray, and it's just kind of like <laughs> right. it's like it's getting a little ridiculous now. Mm-hmm. It's like, especially Miss Lil Jean Grey. I, I appreciated that my girl did call her out on this. She was like, um, I had to talk to you. Mm. Uh, something's bothering me. Um, and, and of course, Jean was like, instantly like had a telepathic conversation. And Lorna's like, no, out loud. I want to talk to you. I didn't appreciate you. Like, why did you do this? And Jean's and again, like, oh. I felt like it was, um, it fit, it fit, in my opinion, in line with Lorna's character. She was either going to, A, bring up Genosha mm-hmm. and make a stance about how it was, this is, I want to be on the superhero team because I want to go around and help mutants because I've been there before when, when things were bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more I thought about that, the more I would have felt like that would have been the story she should have taken if she was in Marauders. The rescue team was going to mm-hmm. go and go and rescue and bring people back to Krakoa. Krakoa. Um, amongst the superhero team, she's always been the one that is like, oh, that's cool. Like, I'll just go be on X Factor and like go get the job done, even though yeah. I kind of be with Betsy and Stormer now. Mm-hmm. 
Um, mm. So I appreciated the fact that it was more of her, like, the softer side of her mm-hmm. um, her personality and, like, and the kind of the things that she's going through as far as, like, sometimes I want to be in the spotlight, but other times I don't. Mm. And, like, kind of existing. I, I mean, I, I def- I mean, I defer, I defer to you. I defer to you on anything Lorna related. Even before I had like tweeted about it, when I first read the issue, and I was kind of like, I don't know if I like this. I said it. I was like, oh, let me text LZ to see what he thought first. I was like, because <laughs> I, I, again, I've read, I've read a bit of Lorna, but they're very few instances. You know what I'm saying? And I don't mm-hmm. think they were ever things that really delved too much into her and what she is. So I've only seen her from kind of like a little bit of an outside view. You have gone like yeah. into those deep dives of her and like really gone yeah. back and read those pad X Factor issues from back in the day. And I have not. So it's like, if you say that's what the if this is it, okay, that's cool. But then I think for me, it just kind of starts to make me look at it. It's like, oh, do I actually like Norma? For me, the you may not. For me, it was the emotional stuff for her um, mm-hmm. that felt right. Uh, but I do agree that like her moment was taken from her as far as like giving her speech as to why she wanted to be on the team to yeah. showcase that Gina's nosy. Okay. Do you know she what I mean? Because like because it sounds it's from the way I interpreted it was um, she probably was thinking her speech of whatever of like you know who knows what it actually could be but like she probably was thinking her own speech and at the end of it it was like pick me and Mm -hmm. then she probably like i've said before it's she's the kind of character that is like it's not necessarily shying away from the spotlight but it's like i don't even really want to be out there like that but then like you kind of want to because you like you have the powers and you want to go do it um Mm -hmm. she's talked about it before in her um therapy sessions when she was in X Factor and mm-hmm. her therapist actually kind of clocked her and was like, you know, how does it feel to be on this team when you are such a push and pull kind of person? You push people away because you don't want to be bothered, but then you also pull everyone in because you want everyone around you. And then she started mm-hmm. crying. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> they love to have the girls cry. She does um, crying. Um, like, that's, that's, and I, that was always something that I always kind of showed people as like a, a, a like a, a real quick thing of like oh what's Lorna's personality um, and even back then it kind of aligned with what we've talked about before when I brought up Hickman talking about how people's powers really mm-hmm. like powers are kind of a reflection of their personalities and the magnetism is a push and pull and yeah. it's kind of like talked about where she kind of exists in that space so it's like. I don't want to be in the spotlight, but I also kind of want to be in the spotlight. It's like that that mm. thing that I thought as far as like Genosha and stuff, sometimes it's cool to just for things to kind of reference the past, but then sometimes you can kind of just like, it's not always harking on what you did in the past mm-hmm. and how you like define your future. Sometimes you're just kind of deciding on how you are right now. Mm. Um, so that's kind of how I took I'm looking at this as like the superhero team. She's never been on the. That's fair. Now, the book overall, in my opinion, is boring. I'm getting a little bored. <laughs> like, I need a little bit more stakes in it. However, we're only in. It's only the fifth issue. Like, um, I would yeah. like I would like a little bit more hype and excitement. But for, as far as like me, the Polaris stand and like you know, her showcasing it, I enjoyed what I saw. Okay. A little bit more. Oh yeah. 
there's always could be more but yeah i like that song and i did i really appreciate that it was there was an inclusion of her calling storm out because i've been in moments before where like my friends know that i could dance mm-hmm. but like sometimes it's like Come on, oh man. well is there cool <laughs> but like <laughs> i don't always want to be like <laughs> yeah the spotlight like that that's just not me mm-hmm. but sometimes i do <laughs> okay i mean that's fair um I don't know. I think, like I said, I think I just wanted a little bit more of like the connection to Lorna and her past. Mm-hmm. I think, I think I was honestly just kind of frustrated that like she didn't get the moment, just so Jean could right. be nosy. And it's just like, girl, that was uh, the part I think, and in my opinion, that was one of the detriments of the issue. Um, that and hammering in how the whole doctor thing, like, oh yeah, that got- was bad. They kept and again and again, and that's what I was saying. Like they kept saying, telling us these things about like these, her, like, oh, she's Doctor Dane. Yeah, okay, like, was that was that a struggle for her or something? Like, why is no. this such a big deal? <laughs> I don't because it's on her Wikipedia page and <laughs> people saw that, and uh, because I think Leah Williams like hyped it up in the X Factor. I didn't finish. I didn't read that run, but so like. I think mm-hmm. that that was also like a thing in there. Mm-hmm. I, like, I remember in the trial of Magneto that she said that first issue, she said something like she got her doctor and she got a PhD. Um, yeah. Oh, I also this Ben Eric plot about him knowing about resurrection, handle it. <laughs> we don't see we don't see y'all infiltrating space missions. We don't see Gene being nosy, changing people's minds. We don't see Emma showing the Avengers doing like she showed them the hatchery was like a vacation or beach spot something like that like if y'all don't change that man's mind and destroy his papers <laughs> and keep it moving yeah like let's go what are we doing here mm. i thought we were proactive i thought we were superheroes i loved uh lorna's powers in this loved all her force fields in the beginning loved when she contained that like radiation explosion thing and took that up into space that was dope loved the the part where she um, you know, showed her vision is like she can see the electromagnetic spectrum, like she doesn't have to see the way that the radio sees. That was hot. Um, also, I mean, the one thing I've also said is that Lorna is not afraid to get aggressive, <laughs> so she oh, did not ripping the feelings hot. I will say the doll. I will say your doll has been getting her power moments in this run. She's been getting My some nice little feats to add mm-hmm. to this. Uh, the rotation and I'm happy for her for that and I'm happy for yeah. you for that. She needed this. I, I did I did wish that um I I like the whole I also like that Jean and Polaris like I like their relationship. Um one the thing that I like about them and their friendship is that it's not forced best friends. I think that Jean's best friend is Storm. Um mm-hmm. Polaris and Jean to me should always feel like you know how you go to college and like those friends you meet freshman year. Her oldest friend. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, that's my girl, but like we we not like that no more. But like yeah. she's still cool. She's still cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is why Lorna I should have slapped her. Yeah. But I did appreciate that she called her out on the pulled her to the side and was like, Girl, I don't, I don't appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even called her annoying that you should have been in my head. And Jean just like, oh girl, I did you a favor. She, girl, she, <laughs> I don't like it. It's very, it's very sanctimonious. It's very, it's very Miss Gray. That's who she is. 
She thinks just because her husband always standing over her shoulder, she can do whatever she wants. But your husband can he get did, the smoke, he is, too. He has the batteries in, the, in her back sometimes, yes. Sometimes. But, you know, she feels like that's what she was doing the right thing. Anyway. I would... I would, I would overall, I would rate this issue a 3.5. Again, I've been enjoying the ride that Lorna has been going on within this Krakoa era. Um, I don't know what's happening next because I think everything has been like kind of pushed back because oh, of yeah. supply shortages and stuff. So the books do keep getting pushed back. I don't because mm, even I think the next Inferno issue doesn't come out until December 8th. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't know. We'll see. I think I'd rate this a three. I still, like, I don't know. Honestly, I forget who's on the team. I forgot Sunfire was a mm-hmm. part of this book. Like, I actually forget Sunfire is a part of the book every single time I read it. <laughs> it's uh, That's one of the issues I have right now. But I don't know if that's because he's doing the whole, well, okay, we'll, we'll take the first six issues and just give you each character, and then after that we're going to get more team moments. But I do wish that, like, we got more team moments. I want to see how these, how their personalities all like conflict with each other. Mm. I don't know. It's out. We'll see. I'm still unsure of like how this book is going to work because we got that. I don't know if you saw that Marvel teaser for Destiny of X starting in spring 2022. Yeah, and... that's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that exciting to me um, you don't like destiny not to read for the whole event i don't think i don't think she's like the event i think they're just calling it that like i think she's like helping make a big change i don't know mm. but that's coming that's, that's the sound and boring so to me. i'm still like you know i still have questions about the gala is that going to happen the yearly way are we going to see that again in the summer is this X-Men team going to continue on? Like, what's going on? Like, I got some questions. They need to start answering some of them. Let us know these new books. I would not be surprised if the X-Men run right now ends at some point, probably like 12. Mm-hmm. And then either it's either a new creative team is brought on with like a new, also like a new roster. But I don't know if they're going to do another vote. Too soon, well, so, it was so soon. Because that was one of the things about this issue. I felt like they were kind of sowing the seeds for the next vote with that data page um, with Polaris and her note to Northstar. And oh, she like, was oh, yeah, about, next time it should be you. Yeah, she was like, you know, next vote, you should definitely throw yourself up there. So it's like, oh, are we like already thinking about the next vote? Right. That's kind of anticlimactic. Yeah. It um, would end up being a very like, dry run <laughs> if we just like got straight to the next vote and the whole new team again like I said it's big superhero fanfare I get it I get what it's supposed to do I just wish mm-hmm. I I just wish I clicked with it a little bit more and I wish like the characters clicked with each other in my eye I'm pretty sure it does with some people I'm picky though <laughs> alright y'all let's go ahead and take a break and then we'll come right back alright
Hello, everybody. We are back for the panel of the week, which is lifting up the ladies. Five female characters that you would think could get a nice little solo push. Um, yes, yes, sir. Also, keep in mind that solo push sometimes mean being in a team book and just getting a bigger push as a character in their lives. Yes. Uh, so, like, this kind of all came about because, like, I had thought about, like, everybody's dislike for my girl, <laughs> Captain which Marvel. One? Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> for my for my girl, and I'm always like, well, y'all, if you look at Marvel's roster, they kind of don't have that many prominent solo female characters. Like, a lot of the DC characters were pretty much from inception created to be their own solo character. Um, yeah. Whereas a lot of the women were a part of teams, or they never got any of those kind of push like to be kind of a solo character. After She-Hulk, there okay. are to me, like, all of the prominent female characters are all X-Men. So they're all, like, a part of, like, a team or whatever. As yeah. far as the outside of the X-Books, after She-Hulk, like, there's not too many, <laughs> there aren't too many solo female characters. Wasp, I guess? Scarlet Witch? No. I guess Wanda a little bit. A little and bit. And then after that, see? see we get a little shaky. So, <laughs> I just always wondered what would happen if they gave, you know, someone else the same kind of push that they kind of gave Carol. Carol was already kind of like in turn to take up a mantle anyway from Captain Marvel because she was already tied to that character. But like um, they really had to push her into that spotlight to get that for her. So like, you know, what happens if they could have did that for anybody? Yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that. Um, so each of us have five ladies on our list that we like to talk about mm-hmm. and just discuss a little bit why we think they should be hot, what they could do. Um, do you want to do like a trade off? You go first. I go. I go first. Let's 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 do a trade off. You go first. Okay. So my first character is actually one who has been solo before. I've actually done a relaunch on her, um, but over the years her star has fallen a little bit. Um, but I would like to rise that, and my number one choice is Dazzler. I knew it was going to be her. Always. No. Um, I, I'm i sorry. I'm a huge Dazzler fan, and I'll never not be a huge Dazzler fan. I think that 80 solo series is just like some really great stuff that you see about this girl. Really, it's, it's like a, just a make it or break it story. She just happens to have powers, and she happens to have a mute, uh, mutant abilities. And I think that even her journey, kind of like joining the X-Men, it's always felt a little lackluster. Like, she's been there, she's kind of been around, but, like, when she is, they either make it a point to say that she doesn't really want to be there because she want to be out singing, or, like, she's there and she wants to be there, but she still doesn't really have anything to do. And I think, you know, just kind of keep that allegiance there, but, like, let her go do her own thing. The mutant pop star ambassador, like, girl who gets involved in all these things and, like, politics and stuff, like, that's a very viable story to me. And then I even think when you think about music right now, like, the disco sound in 70s is, like, hot. Everybody loves a nice no. little and I, <laughs> even though it is kind of Those, those Dula Peep uh, songs? <laughs> okay, I'm going to that concert. Like, you know, all right. Um, but, you know, I even think, even though it's kind of like canon for Dazzler that she's a bit of a flop, the songs don't hit the way they're supposed to. She's like a Kylie Minogue a little bit, like very popular with her, like, Kylie crew Minogue. and the gays, but, like, yeah, so... <laughs> they don't hit like it used to, baby. <laughs> and, you know, and I think with Dazzler... I'm sorry, who don't like a little white girl story where they just doing what the, you know, the people eat that up. 
Yeah, it's cute. She's okay. corny. She's fine. She's cute. Let her have her things. And she's powerful. Like, she, you know, the, the girls love to talk about power levels, but they like to leave my sister out of it. She be burning They do. Off they don't never mention her. She <laughs> make holographic images. She be doing, uh, like, hard light constructs. She's like, she can do it all. All right? All her feats are from, like, the 80s. That's probably why don't people know, because no one likes to go back and read older stuff, you know? But... I feel like if you go back and check a lot, a lot of that older stuff with her, she was, she, she was in the girls up, yeah. She used to take the people on. She used to fight Enchantress. She would fight the Hulk. She fought like Spider Man villains. Uh, she had this rivalry going with Spider Woman that was real hot. I think they should bring oh. that back. Yeah. So she hated Rogue. She used to beat Rogue up on a regular. Okay. Like, oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, well, um, all right, then let me tell you who my first character is. This one is a character who I'm genuinely shocked that they haven't gotten the solo push, the one that they, I think, in my opinion, they deserve to have, and one that they could end up being a very huge character for Marvel. Um, just look at her. And that is Spectrum. <laughs> like yeah. you would yeah, think yeah, yeah, yeah. you would think by now that she would have had a solo series, but she never has. Um she unfortunately was caught up in legal stuff. She was only named Captain Marvel because they needed to keep retain the rights to the name Captain Marvel. When they were launching this character, she had already had like I had a different name or something, I think, at that time. Um yeah. well the the creators were gonna name her something different, but they needed to keep Captain Marvel, so they just stuck her in that title and ever since then she's just kind of haven't really found her footing until in my opinion they found her as spectrum and stuck with that and that kept sticks because they yeah. went through a couple of names for her photon um pulsar i think was one it was not cute <laughs> too many um but yeah i think that she should really become spectrum the solo character um mm-hmm. and really like showcase herself as like a solo character and a, a solo character within marvel she can stand on her own she doesn't have to be always tied to carol i wouldn't even put her any anything with Carol. they don't even have any ties together outside of both being called captain marvel at one yeah. point they're um hasn't the, they haven't like built up a like stronger friendship or something over the years and that's supposed to be the thing yeah they just... they're friends yeah they're friends yeah Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, they're friends. Like, it's whatever. Like, they're not, like, besties, I don't think. But, like, anytime that they are... Anytime Carol is, like, down in the dumps or whatever, Monica does come through and make it to her. And, like, they talk and call each other sometimes and stuff. So... Okay. In my my thing for her, I think she should just have her own solo thing. Have her own villains. Back in the day when she was a a solo character and she was doing things on her own as Captain Marvel, one of her villains was um, Blackout and Moonstone. Mm. And I think that's perfect for her. Like, her villains, you know, Blackout has the dark force powers, so, like, that is something and, like, Light can't really get through that. And Moonstone can phase through stuff, so I think those can be really cool for her, and she's basically, like, Carol, so. Okay. You know, I put her with that. They've been doing some great stuff with her in the MCU. They could actually, honestly, if they wanted to do that whole synergy, give her, um, you know, sword. If they ever take sword back and make sword more like a general Marvel Universe thing. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. I like 
I like Spectrum. She's cool. She's hot. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, the next up on my list, uh, she is another one who's had the solo attempt before, but I think I'd like to just kind of like take it to the next level. Is my girl who I feel like doesn't get enough respect, but it's Mockingbird. All right. She deserves, yeah. I think that we look at Black Widow a lot as like the spy girl, and like we see her doing all her stuff, and I feel like we kind of look at Mockingbird and remember, oh, she's also a spy girl, but she's a spy girl in a different sense because she's kind of like on the sciencey side of it and like the secret agent, and she's like more doing that. But I think that's a very viable place for everyone to go. I think of when they had like the Avengers AI type of group where they had them leading the machines, like she could do stuff like that. She's a biochemist. We're not calling her Dr. Bobby every three pages, but we could. <laughs> but we could. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, um, I just think, I think, like, Mockingbird is, like, super cool character anyway. You know, I'll always champion that one little solo series she did have earlier from Chelsea Kane. I actually went back and reread some of that stuff. And I forgot that Joelle Jones was doing the art. Oh, that's hot. Okay. Like, and I was just like, man, look at how far she's coming. So I, it made me think, because I was like, dang, but, you know, obviously her style has improved so much since she's continued drawing. I would love to see her draw Mockingbird again now. Yeah. And just, like, really, like, get into that. You know, maybe do a nice little return to the character since she writes now she could do a one shot i don't think she should do more than that but uh <laughs> mockingbird miss bobby morris is another character who i think really needs that push especially to get her away from hawkeye i feel like they have kind of successfully separated hawkeye from mockingbird you don't necessarily think of clint and think of her anymore no but i think when you think of her you still think i of do tie hair yeah i do sometimes think of him yeah. Yeah, and I feel like we really need to get past that. I actually thought about that when we went back and reread uh, Matt Fraction's Hawkeye last week because I like continued on and I was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. we need to get her away from him. <laughs> yeah, they had that whole stuff with them in the West Coast Avengers together. They kind of basically started it over there. So like, exactly. Probably just gotta separate the two of them. Leave him yeah. in New York and she can go to the West Coast. Okay. Doesn't love the West Coast. Ladies, leave your man at home. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> all right um this next character for me is someone um i don't know if you expect me to have her on my list but it is she's going to be debuting in the mcu soon in hawkeye and it is echo oh, i wow. i think that like echo is actually a pretty cool character she's wow. um has some ties to herself but she's never really gotten like a big solo push yeah. Yeah, they're doing the whole Phoenix thing right now, but like we know we're all we're all ignoring that. <laughs> you know, I want to see Echo like actually be like Echo oh, and do yeah. her own thing and like have her own solo series. Mm-hmm. Not a mini series, but like an actual ongoing. I think that like there is a lot of representation that you could have with her being a deaf um superhero. Mm-hmm. But there's never really been an ongoing for like that kind of character. Yeah. It's just it's usually a miniseries or like a this character is deaf for a little bit, so they're showcasing it there. But I think like you could really get more into her background, you know. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be mad if she may be different to some villainous stuff. I wouldn't and you That'd know, be- it's so interesting. I went back and I read that uh Marvel Voices Indigenous Voices issue, the Native American one, and I like mm-hmm. read her story and I was like, This was so good. Right. And I was like, it was so good. And I was like, why didn't they get the person who wrote this to write the miniseries? But whatever, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So my next character um, is actually, I don't know, she's not really a villain anymore. Um, she used to be a villain. It's Nightshade, Tilda. Oh, 
Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and for those who don't know, uh, Tilda Johnson, she's a character. She popped up back in, like, a Captain America. She's been a villain for most of the time, but she's very smart. Um, she actually joined that Occupy Avengers book for a little bit that David Walker was writing um, because she became our version of Nighthawk in this reality for a little okay. bit. Um, I just think she as she has gone on this path towards redemption and heroism, I think it would be really dope to kind of like push her. We all know Marvel doesn't have too many black women at the forefront, uh, especially oh. once you get down to the street level. Really, the biggest one is Misty Knight, and I've come to realize, I don't think I really bang with Misty the way I thought I did, uh, especially outside <laughs> of the of the Dragon. <laughs> right, right. So, it's a solo it, thing. Yeah, so it would be nice to kind of see like somebody else be able to take that space and like do things um she has already lost the storm so the girls don't need to be threatened <laughs> by that and we can continue just like really making her her own character so i like she's that. not is does she still have dark force powers right i don't think so anymore okay because she's got teleport or whatever no 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 so you're thinking of silhouette oh you're right my fault we don't all look alike. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oops. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> <That's no good. laughs> and when you said it, I was like, because I was like, Dark Force. I was like, I was like, oh, maybe there's a story I didn't read and she had Dark Force powers. I was like, she don't got them in the one I read. I was really, thinking, was I was really like, thinking of Silhouette. No, not the girl with polio. I don't think she has polio. Oh no, she got <laughs> shot. She got shot. I, 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 yeah, she got shot. I thought she had polio for like the longest time. <laughs> There's a vaccine for polio. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was just like a thing. Like, oh, we're gonna have this character who has polio. Okay. I don't know. Okay, I googled it. I don't think I know who she is. Mm. Street level girl. Street level. Come down. We're having okay, a good I see time. this. I, I see this outfit. Everyone, please, if you're listening, Google Nightshade Marvel. <laughs> 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 and of course, you like her. <laughs> Look at this outfit she got on. It's <laughs> <This is> a <laughs> bra and panty set <laughs> <laughs> with the thigh highs and the thigh high boots <laughs> and some guns. <laughs> and so you know what's crazy when um in the oh, Nighthawk book, <laughs> in the Nighthawk book she was in when they changed her costume like I think one of the creators was like why would you change her costume look at how good the previous one was this is iconic <laughs> and I was like I know that's right <laughs> I see oh she was in Luke Cage I never finished that mm, I don't think I started it yeah oh wait the show good. the show yeah oh yeah I never made it past the second episode. What are you going to do? Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay. My next character then is um, I've mentioned her a bunch, and I think it's time for her to go solo because there aren't too many telepaths that are solo out there. And um, it was time to separate her from her wife, and that is Moondragon. Mm, I think that I had a feeling she was going to be fearless. I think that you could make Moondragon give her a push as like a solo. Marvel character. Um, mm. She is um, fun, lesbian girl. She's not the nicest girl. She's <laughs> um, a girl. She's she is a, a mean girl. She's, she's a mean girl. 
But you love you a mean girl, though. Because Polaris Sometimes, is a mean yeah, girl, too. <laughs> Polaris is just like, girl, um, don't try me. <laughs> you like yeah. Crystal? Oh, yeah. Also kind of a mean girl. I it's actually, not that they're mean girls. It's like, you know, they have a little bit of, like, some bite to them. Okay. <laughs> I'd rather take that than being, like, sanctimonious and fake. That's a word. I'll give that to <laughs> um, But tell me more about Moondragon, why you love her. Yeah, so, you know, Moondragon, um, my space lesbian girl, she's from Earth, um, but she's never really had too many adventures on earth outside of being in the avengers like sometimes she's supposed to be in the guardians but i think that you could bring her back down to earth everyone loves you know everyone loves a telepath people love psychic yeah. powers and stuff she could be a lot of fun with that and the greater Marvel universe doesn't really have too many telepaths most of them are x-men so i think that you can kind of like just show some variety out there yeah. and stuff so i think she'd be fine okay she's cool um, Again, because you don't have too many solo characters. And she also probably feels kind of disconnected from Earth because she spent most of her time, like, on Titan and, um, mm. you know, learning how to learning how to beat a telepath in the first place. So mm. okay. um, I think that you can kind of show her back here. Mm. I'm into it. I mean, I don't know. It's something about Moondragon. She just don't click with me. Is it because she's not nice? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't mind a mean girl. It's just something. I don't know. She's cool. She's powerful. She's dope. She's she's very efficient. She's effective. Mm-hmm. If I need a telepath, my, you know what it is. I think it's just I'm very loyal to Mantis. Ah, uh, that's fair. And it's just like you can't. They, ever they, have don't, to. they don't. They don't. They don't compete. And they don't. Mantis isn't really a telepath. They don't. Mantis is a telepath. She's got like full telepathy. And really, I thought it was just like um, not on a scale of like you know multiple minds and stuff. No, she's like everything. That's why they thought she was the celestial Madonna. She's the celestial Madonna. I thought that that was just because it was a prophecy for her, her kids. I think she was that powerful of a telepath. Now a fighter, I'll give her the fights, but like kicking ass, kicking ass, beats ass. But telepathy, I don't know. She's that girl. I don't know if it's giving all of that. We, we, we might have to do a little character corner on Mantis. You know, she. I told you she pops up in the Guardians game. And oh, like, okay, uh, yeah. And she I thought about like, getting that game. It was on sale. You should get it. It's fun. It's so fun. It you like sale. Mass Effect. You'll love it. I do love Mass Effect. I bought that instead. <laughs> <laughs> I literally bought that instead. <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> um, okay, so well, next up on my list, um, this is actually might be a little bit of a surprise one to you. It is Little Miss Android Jocasta. Oh. I don't okay. know what it is about Jocasta. But I'm into her. I think it honestly might be because that one <laughs> X-Men annual where, like, Betsy shed her skin and she, like, was all robotic. And every time I look at she it, I She kind of looked like Jocasta. She kind of looked like Jocasta. And so when I look at Jocasta, I think I kind of equate her with them. <laughs> 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 and then I'm just like, because I was like, this is hot. And so whenever I look at Jocasta's design, I'm just like, this is a hot design, though. But, um... I don't know too much about her. Like, I always know she's kind of, like, been in and out of the Avengers. I think I've read most of her when we did the Vision 
talk and I read that miniseries and she popped up there. But I think she is just like, she's fun. She looks cool. I think she has the powers and she can do all the stuff. I think having like the Android robotic hero is always a nice little dichotomy to have to your regular heroes. And um, Vision can't always be the only one. If you give That's like true. somebody else that forefront and that spotlight to do things, I think she can hang with the best of them. She's dope. Who doesn't That'd be kind of cool because you know um, Wanda probably gonna feel away because if if she's around Vision, okay, talk about it. Hey, because somebody Wanda loves. <laughs> it's that man. It's that robot. Okay, <laughs> him down. Good for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who you got next? My next character. My next character is. Um, this this character is one that like I kind of mentioned earlier before um, mm-hmm. a sorcerer I kind of want to see around I know you, normally I don't get with the magic stuff but you know looking at that corner so he says it's not that the roster isn't that big <laughs> it's really <laughs> on the model side it's really like the same five people <laughs> <laughs> same five people so I think this character could actually become more of a solo character and that's Clea. I think that, like, she has the whole evil dad thing going on already, you know, that people love. Um, She's already powerful sorceress magic. She's got the ties to uh, Doctor Strange. There could be more than one than just Wanda. And Wanda don't even really want to be getting up to do anything anyway, so why not just get Clea? Wanda want to be with her man. Exactly. (laughs) Maybe that's why people are always comparing them. Well, yeah. They ran for their man. We're behind them. I think that Clea could really like expand the whole magic corner because, like, okay. like I said, when they pop up and stuff, it'll be like it's the same five people. But mm-hmm. why not expand yeah. that roster? Okay, I'm down for that. I love a magic girl, and that's actually why my last one is also a magic girl, and that is Miss Talisman. From oh, Alpha okay. Flight. Um, so I, I don't know if like everyone, I have never read too much of the Alpha Flight stuff outside of like a couple of miniseries they might pop up in every now and again. But mm-hmm. Talisman is just one of those characters that I think like, it just feels like, why isn't she more popular than what she is? She yeah. has all the, honestly, the kind of the way you feel about Moondragon. It's just like she kind of has all the things that the people like in the girls like costumes a little skimpy she's powerful she's got the attitude she can do what she can she's a boss um and she just falls to the wayside it might just be because she's on alpha flight but let's get her out of that (laughs) (laughs) it could be it could be alpha flight they do they ever bring her up into the like magic corners often so i've seen most of the times they bring in shaman her dad who is also mm. an Alpha Flight member. Like, I even think about um, during Civil War II. Was it Civil War II? When they had, like, that big magic moment with, like, all the sorcerers. And it was, like, Yeah, that was Civil War II. That was Civil yeah, War II, yeah. Like, Shaman was a part of that. But I was recently rereading um, Jason Aaron's Amazing X-Men run. And when they had went to Canada to fight, like, a bunch of Wendigo, she popped up there. And so I was just like, oh, yeah. Like, look at Talisman. Why don't okay. people use... Like, she's hot. She, now it, what a no yeah. what makes her like magic different than the other girls? It's like tied like to is their, she like some? It's like tied to their ancestors. 
And like, oh, okay. And she, um, she really uses like a lot of healing stuff, and like mm. kind of like medicine, like doctor, like powerful in that type of sense. But she can still do like the blast and the teleporting and all that hoopla. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That I don't was know why time. she isn't as big. She almost didn't make. I almost put Julia Carpenter in front of her, but I was like, you know, I talk about Julia a lot, so let me get yeah. Tyler. Yeah. And she'll always have her time with the and, and Secret Wars. I think you gotta. Talisman, you know that whole corner. Like I said, that magic corner. Mm-hmm. It's gotta yeah, be more than just just it's, Strange, Wanda, and magic. And it's, it's <laughs> weird to me that Doctor Strange has been like so prominent in it because I think we've talked about it before. Like he's had he's one of those characters. He's had a lot of solo runs, but they never seem that popular. Right. It's just like I and never you would think that to make it more popular, they would add more characters or like new <laughs> new characters because they're all over the place. But I think they're I think they're gonna start kind of doing that more now that he's mm. dead. We need a new Sorcerer Supreme and with the Midnight Suns coming out. I think that whole little supernatural horror mm. corner is gonna start popping. And you know, they love synergy. So mm. and the MCU is dipping into magic now too, so mm. Okay. Mm. Well then my final character is um she was already kind of mentioned on here because she is, I guess, allegedly a mean girl. And that is Crystal. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's crazy? I actually just saw someone posted on Twitter the other day a panel of Pietro like saying something to Crystal about how she hurt his feelings and he she lied to him. And you know what her reply was? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I love her. (laughs) How can you not love her? And then I was just like classic. Um I think that Crystal can totally support herself as like more of a solo kind of character, tie her into more of like the environment and stuff with her powers, go full avatar with her abilities. Um, and she's already got ties to literally everyone in the Marvel universe. She's been an Avenger. She's been on the Fantastic Four. She is a the princess of the Inhumans and stuff. So she has plenty of ties with everyone where she could kind of really cement herself as like a solo character within the Marvel universe. And her powers are cool. I think that, like, you know, the elemental stuff is never really shown, so why not just give it to the one girl and go off and do it? Let her do it. Mm-hmm. I, like, I mean, I like Crystal. I always think about that all-new Inhumans run that was written by James Asmus. I like that run. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, like, really cool, and I think it was nice to see her kind of be in this position of diplomacy. She was mm-hmm. also trying to help the mutants, which is like... She was trying. Not many people do that, so shout out to no. her. No. She she's about it. She just also yeah. don't really care about men. <laughs> yeah. Can you blame her? You know, and so it was really kind of difficult to do this list because I started thinking about like all the women in Marvel and I was like, gosh, there are really a lot of female characters. And they mm-hmm. just like, do not be going to, you know, I was thinking about someone when they do try to give them a push and then it kind of stops. I thought about Angela and how they were really pushing her oh, for a yeah. while. Yeah. I don't know, like, is she even in the book right now? I don't know. I think the whole thing with her, her, with her being Thor's sister, I don't know if that hit enough for people to really latch on to her and kind of want to keep her around. It didn't for me. I can tell you that mm-hmm. much. Um, and then when they changed it in the MCU and it was Hella that was like that, it was... Oh, dang. I didn't even think about that. Then there's dang. no point of people really getting into Angela. Will he get another sister? <laughs> I mean, they love that trope, so... Sure. They do. 
Mm. I don't think I would mind Angela coming back, though. She need a new design. Both of them yeah. are just not that big a fan of. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, so you don't like her bra and panty set? No. It wasn't. <laughs> I did like her headpiece, though. That was hot. Her, uh, so think about her bra and panty set. When she had on that giant belt. Hold on. Let me look it up. Yeah. I'm yeah. about to look it up right now. What's she, her name? Also did, I didn't really like that whole, like, the the DNA Helix thing that was always around her. I didn't really get that. Oh, yeah. This this wasn't cute. It was weird. Yeah, they got to change that. What did, what, did, what were the, like, ribbons? Did the ribbons do anything? Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't know if those did anything or what they were the point for, but... The girl saw Betsy's little tassels on her pink costume. <laughs> <laughs> Like, all the girls can't pull it off. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No. That's that's what should be a solo star. But, but yeah, <laughs> I did think this was kind of hard for me, too, like, looking at the list of women, because, like, there are so many female characters out there that they have, but they just never push them as just kind of solo characters. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's why after, after Captain Marvel, what other female solo movies would you expect them to kind of make? They made She Hulk a show, so. Exactly. She was that's the only what I meant. She Hulk was the only one. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, mean, that's why I've seen people kind of clamoring for a Storm solo movie when, in my opinion, I don't think, I don't know how you could do that and it not be an X Men movie, but I totally see Disney doing that because she truly is their most prominent female character, so. Yeah, but she don't need to. Who else are they going to do? I'm sorry. I mean, I didn't know. Who else they going to do? <laughs> we, I mean, granted, Marvel, if y'all listening, we did just give y'all a bunch of lists that you can kind of prop these ladies up and make them some new solo stars, um, because I think you need more of them. Like, who's she gonna fight? <laughs> I've been asking that forever. Who is she gonna fight? Who is she gonna fight? Where it's not? Who is not X Men? Who are like, yeah, like they're like who are Storm's villains? Whatever. Yes. Oh, That's not my fight. That's not my fight. <laughs> uh-uh. We love the Hadario over here. Um, but that was the panel of the week. Let's go ahead and take yes. a break. And then we'll come Let back. Let us know if you guys have any of your own, like... Uh, oh, yeah, do that, too. Any, any, if you, any of your own characters you think you can kind of lift up and want to see become, like, Who bigger solo characters. Or what, yeah. Let's take a break, and then we'll come right back. Was that man's name Swordmaster or Swordsman? It's Swordmaster, right? Swordman. I thought it was. Is it Swordman? I thought it was Swordman. I don't know, because I tweeted it the other day, and I think I said Swordman, but then I was like, in shower, I was like, wait, isn't it Swordmaster? It's Swordman. <laughs> oh, it is Swordman? Okay. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Good. That's what I tweeted. I was correct. Um, Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> to uh, the first rewatch, another rewatch of the first two episodes of Hawkeye they dropped on Disney Plus over the weekend. So I hope everybody had a nice little Thanksgiving holiday time, took some to watch that. Or I guess not Thanksgiving holiday time. If you're not in the States, you just watched it because, hey, it's all right. Uh, But (laughs) here we go. Let's talk about it. I will say, just starting off the bat, 
The MCU lucked out. Casting Haley Steinfeld, they won. Come on, they won. There, there was, there was no way that this series was going to be bad with her kind of like taking the lead. She's too likable. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes, she's too likable, and she like, she kind of is Kate Bishop. Like, you see her, and you see Kate Bishop, and so mm-hmm. shout out to Marvel casting because y'all did that did that she was great um i also loved how these first two episodes were like secretly just like a kate show yes. which i think the whole series which i mean secretly be a kate show <laughs> <laughs> which i mean we kind of already got a little bit of a taste of when we last episode when we mm-hmm. reread uh, the hawkeye series i learned not only from that series but also this show while clint is great like her being there really elevates it. Like, oh my she gosh, really it's a whole hot. different dynamic. I was like, oh, <laughs> I've never actually been like looking at Clint and saying, oh, you're an appealing character, unless he's with Kate Bishop. And I was like, exactly. oh, she's just, it's just that spunk, that exuberance, that youth that like kind of makes him more likable, which is again what we were talking about in the series. That's how he was. He was kind of surly when he was by himself. And then once you saw him with Kate, it was like, oh, this is a different guy. I was like, that's mm-hmm. cool. I liked how they um talked about his loss of hearing. Being due to like, yes, all explosions, tinnitus, more than likely. <laughs> yes. Also, first of all, when I first started episode one, mm-hmm. off the bat, we just talked about this last episode that, um, you know, it shows with Haley. She's like basically she's she witnessed Hawkeye's iconic, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, shooting the arrow, swinging into the building thing. She witnessed that. We read and mentioned last week that that was actually retconned into her history in the comics mm-hmm. that like during the Matt Fraction run they changed it where she was like rescued by him or something back in mm-hmm. back in the day that's kind of what inspired her now then we get to the opening credits Marvel you need to go ahead and pay them people what they are owed okay first of all the <laughs> credits were amazing so shout out to them for like thinking that but also we know where that came from okay like and- come on at first, because I was like, oh, did they just, like, ask him to draw this? <laughs> I was like... They should have. <laughs> because that would have made more sense if you were just going to completely use his style. But I also like how they did give her, like, a little mini origin to let us know where she had gone after the attacks of being there in 2012, which I thought was also a nice touch. I don't think I'll ever not enjoy seeing, like, the big events that have happened through the perspectives of other people in the MCU. Yeah, and, like, the other angles and the way they saw them and the way they experienced them. Yeah, so that was, like, really hot. And I love, for Kate, it made sense. Like, she saw these people being attacked. She needed the bow and arrow. And then she kind of, like, went and started taking all these martial arts and fencing classes and gymnasts to be this person because she was looking at the Hawkeye, and that's what she saw him doing. I was like, oh, that's great. I think you've said it. And, you know, sometimes we got to speed it up. Like, we don't got to watch her learn all this stuff. She know how to fight. (laughs) And and when fight, she did. Which <laughs> she was giving. I was like, yes, this is what I need. But I love how they made it so it was like she's talented and she knows how to do this stuff, but you can also tell she doesn't do it on the regular. She's still a little mm-hmm. rusty. She's still a little needs some oil. But it's going to be nice to see Clint hopefully train her a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure when we get to the moments of them firing arrows together, I'm going to live for all of the, the cool. You know, I love a good tandem fight. So if they work the way there's out for them to do that, I'm definitely going to be into it. Um, so this first episode, we pretty much dive right into like um, 
I almost called her Haley. <laughs> Kate Bishop's <laughs> life. <laughs> and um, she basically destroyed this bell tower. She was like kind of dared to see if she could ring it. She did. And it ends up breaking. Um, Wait, pause. We... Did you notice the girl who she was talking to? Her name was Greer. I did. I did. If they bring Tigra. I think that's what they were trying to hint at. (laughs) I'm disgusted. I think think that was a Tigra, like, you know, at least at least an Easter egg. I don't know if they're going to fully bring her on out, but. Someone they were I was on Twitter talking about it and this guy Brandon tweeted me. He was like, oh, he was like, I could see it. You know, Tigra kind of being retconned into a new version of the Young Avengers. Because like. Hawkeye and Tiger were on the West Coast Avengers together, and this would be like an updated version of that, and having them on the team together with Kate and Tiger. And I was like, oh, I don't want that. Oh, I could see it, though. That's making a lot of sense. (laughs) (laughs) It's making a whole lot of sense. It's clicking. Um, I mean, the little black girl that was an actress, she looked cute, so I try not to hold the... I won't try to have to hold the the feelings for Tiger against her. (laughs) Um, Mm. But yeah, so she... Uh, attacked this bell, shot an arrow at it, and it broke. Um, then we get over to the Rogers the Musical, which is fantastic. I want to see it. I am not the biggest fan of musicals. I love I love singing, and I love the singers, but sometimes when I go to musicals, it's some type of... There are some vocal choices that the singers do that <laughs> I am not the biggest fan of. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, well, I could rather not do with all of this. But... Um, I thought it was interesting that they had this musical that looked very much like something Disney would have done. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure they filmed that at the place where Hamilton was filmed. <laughs> so, um... Talk about it. I love it. I was into it. I love musicals. I would go see it. I would buy the soundtrack. I would sing it in the shower. I would sing it on car rides. I'm here. Oh, my gosh. I hope they actually do release the soundtrack. Oh, they probably will, for sure. Yeah. Yes. They, was, they were singing. Okay. <laughs> Belting out them notes. Um, I thought it was funny that he, of course, we talked about his uh, hearing aid and stuff and how he didn't have it on. And when he turned it back on, he was like, I don't really need to pay attention. Like, I, know. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> and Ant-Man was not there. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, so I thought that that was really cute to see. And then seeing, like, you know, his reaction to seeing uh, Black Widow up there on stage and, like, you know, you'll never really have her around again and like and the, the little black widow girl in the audience wave at him and kind of uh bring back those feelings and stuff so that was interesting to see how things are kind of progressing there um so yeah then we get into it and we see that um i was not expecting them to kind of bring back the whole ronin thing but it does make sense that they were going to kind of wrap up what he did while he was in that suit and in that suit which kind of reminded me that I'd really actually like to see Ronan pop back up in the comics. It's a hot look. A new character in, yeah. uh, in the suit. But I, I agree. It was nice to see it. It's nice to see that they're not really letting that time go for Clint mm-hmm. and, like, what he did. Because, again, the Avengers movie were never really about him, so we never really got to see, like, too much into it. So I like how we're kind of going to get in there with this. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought that that was pretty interesting to see. Um, We find out that the Ronin suit is now being, like, auctioned off at this um, auction that is happening undercover at a a charity event, which is funny (laughs) that we get to this uh, event and we see Kate Bishop's mom. 
And here, what does she have she on? Looking good. The Bob. The Bob. <laughs> she knew the business. She, yep. Uh, brought out that Bob and, and her dress. And um, I did like the fact that her mom explained to her, you know, you have been young and rich your whole life, but you probably think you're invincible. So I did appreciate that, like, they aren't shying away from Kate is rich. Like, which the makes privilege. sense because she. Okay, when they were auctioning all stuff and they first like talked about it and the first bid was like two million dollars, I was like, Oh, there's money in the room. Okay, this is real money. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Go oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, they end up like auctioning off the suit down down there, an explosion ends up happening because the tracksuit mafia ends up breaking in and um Kate Bishop ends up taking the suit, putting it on, and she ends up becoming the new runner for a bit. She is beating ass in this suit with um while these wine bottles, she was really cool looking in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the way that they kind of spun the whole tracksuit mafia thing and how they kind of get them involved. Because I remember in the comic, it was more so that like they were owning the building that Hawkeye was uh, also living in, and that's kind of how he got his ties in with them. But now it's more so like they had a run in with Ronan, who was just and a now, character yeah. there. That's kind of now that that's how they brought them in, which I thought was cool. Yeah, Honestly, was cool. this this. This entire series so far, and only with these first two episodes, it looks like they were like, oh, let's just do this. <laughs> they looked at the map <laughs> action Hawkeye run and was like, we don't even got to try too hard. Like, let's just do this. <laughs> like, literally, let's just kind of take it right off the page. Um, and I agree, <laughs> but, like, it works. Like, the Hawkeye series is well-loved, you know, and I, I think it would have been crazy to not just kind of say, oh, yeah, yeah. Let's just do this here. It's like it works so well. Obviously, these first two episodes were like amazing, and I think probably the strongest in Phase Four that we've seen so far. I mean, honestly, that is the truth. I will say that this is way better than Loki. Child, that's not hard. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. This is way better than Loki. <laughs> um. So yeah, we get this really cool fight scene with her, and um, later on she like ends up saving uh, Lucky, the pizza dog. We haven't named him yet in the show, but like, uh, I wonder if they'll change his name. You know how they like to do that sometimes to be different, like. Oh, um, no, I don't think so. I feel like I don't know. I kind of feel like that would <laughs> drive people up the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like, I mean. MCU been doing too many changes now where mm-hmm. people, I think, are getting a little too annoyed with stuff. It's like, and then leave the dogs alone. You leave the animals <laughs> alone, okay? That is the truth. Um, but she ends up saving Lucky the Pizza Dog, and then uh, the Chaksu Mafia ends up wanting to come after her later. And uh, she meets up with Clint, who was just trying to have a little nice Christmas with his family. Mm-hmm. Um, they they definitely like came up with an excuse for the mom not to be there <laughs> by mm-hmm. having her back home. And, of course, then this makes it easier for him to just send the kids back to her so he can kind of stay in, in New York do what to be done. And, and do what needs to be done. So I'm not mad at the way they kind of kind of wrote them out mm. of there. <laughs> it needed to be done. And I also really did like the scene with the daughter and her just being like, make sure you're home for Christmas. Like, this yeah. is kind of important. Like, do this. And he's just mm-hmm. like, no, I'm going to be there. I, I did appreciate that, too. So, yeah. Um, then we find out that uh, Clint ends up coming up and basically trying to take the suit off of Kate. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was about to punch her in the face, <laughs> but then he realizes <laughs> it's just, just Kate. 
and uh, that ends the first episode, which I thought was a great introduction mm-hmm. to all of this. You really just hopped right into Kate and to Clint. Um, and I, like I said, it was really great, great pacing. Haley Steinfeld is fantastic. She's like fantastic. I was drawn in the entire time. Again, mm-hmm. she's so likable. She's very bubbly. She's like a good actress. She, this is hot. I think this might be the Emmy right there. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> Just let me know. This might be the one. Submitting it for everything for sure. Um, and then, uh, so we, then we start with episode two. We're going back to um, Kate's apartment, which is, she ends up, it's actually her aunt's apartment. She's gone for the winter, which like Kate must come for money. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's nice apartments, but in New York, in Manhattan, like hello. Um, that's expensive. <laughs> um, so they end up going into this apartment and they're like chit-chatting. Kate and Clint are trying to figure out what they should do with this, um, how to get the suit back. And um, I liked the kind of not father-daughter, but very, like, mentor-mentee kind of moments already that they're kind of establishing with the two of them. She put the Band-Aid on her head the wrong way, mm-hmm. and yeah. he's like, oh, that's not how you seal up your wound, and kind of helped her there. I really did appreciate that they were kind of really showing their kind of mentor things between the two yeah. of them. It was amazing. Really yeah. good. And again, I think it's just one of those things where it, it finally kind of softens Renner's Hawkeye up a little bit in a way that we hadn't seen too much before in the MCU. And even like some of his moments with Nat where they tried to do it, it was kind of like, I don't even want to see Nat and him together. They talk about killing everybody. Um, right. Here it's like we're getting like dad Hawkeye, like overseer, protector, like, oh, okay, this is someone who I can jump with. Yeah, which is really nice to see. So they then they end up going back to her own apartment where, um, you know, <laughs> she is still kind of a noob. And mm-hmm. uh, didn't really follow everything correctly or try to do things that, like, maybe a secret agent or, like, a Hawkeye would because he is asking her, like, you know, did anybody follow you with this suit? Mm-hmm. Does anybody know what you were? And she's like, oh, no, nobody followed me. Um, only thing I did was I went back to my place and, like, dropped it off. And he's like, then all of a sudden <laughs> a Molokov t- cocktail is thrown into the window. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. I forgot my name is on the buzzer. <laughs> it's like, yeah, girl. <laughs> uh, and again, the tracksuit mafia was cool. I liked mm-hmm. them. They did them really well. Like they were actually funny, and like the bros and stuff were on point. They did a good job with them. Truly, it was like they just ripped it straight from the page. Like mm-hmm. it was like right from the comics. Um, so the tracksuit mafia is in there trying to attack them. They got some cool moments where a Hawkeye ends up catching one of the Molokovs and throwing it back at them. And uh, they escape. Kate's entire apartment ends up, like, on fire. <laughs> so she can't really go and back so you there. Know, you know what's crazy about that scene? Like, when the sprinklers came on, I was actually at work the other day, and I was telling somebody how that is one of my irrational fears in life, and, like, being in a building where all the sprinklers go off. <laughs> <laughs> what? I like I don't know, like I just didn't thought that like terrifies me. And then at the end she's like, Oh my god, like all my stuff. I'm like, Yes. Right. I was like, I never yeah. I'm sorry. I know it's supposed to save your life, but I do not want sprinklers in my place and destroying all of my things. Or yeah. like just, it's just things though. You can get new things. <sighs> that's so expensive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's like that's fair. Mind. It's like, oh my gosh, I like sprinkling. So I just thought about <laughs> that. 
Well, all the sprinkles went off of her place and all her stuff was gone. So so uh, they, they end up leaving up out of there and um, they are end up being like basically on the run now from the uh, tracksuit mafia swordsman who is now getting, well, I'm guessing we're going to call him swordsman. He goes by Jack on the show, but I think his name is Jacquees in the comics, I think. Um, but they're calling him Jack. I know him as swordsman who like grew up with Hawkeye. They both were supposed to be carnies. Um, before Hawkeye became Hawkeye. So I wonder if they're going to kind of tap into that, that like maybe they knew each other back in the day or something, or if they're just going to have Swordsman just be just a villain, you know? I can see that. Um, I also like really liked what they did with his, how he's into swords and like his sword play and then that eventual like kind of thing with him and Kate where they fenced against each other. I was like, that's really dope. He's, he has so much charisma, the actor. Mm-hmm. Like, I was drawn into every scene that he was in. I find him likable. He might be a bad guy. I might be okay with that. I mean, you know how I feel about those kind of characters, so. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Let him speak. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they uh, Jack is there, and he's been he's going to get married now. He's uh, engaged to Kate's mom. Yeah. Um, Kate, Kate does not like any of that at all whatsoever. Um, she definitely gets bad vibes from him comes to find out she thinks that he is the person that killed her his uncle basically mm-hmm. he was the third i forget their first name armand armand the he third. Was the third of at least seven at least <laughs> right this <laughs> is on a at least um so he was the third but he ends up dying he was going to be give the inheritance basically to jack so mm-hmm. obviously we see who's probably the one to do in it and later when um, Ronan or Kate Bishop as Ronan, she sees the dead body. It definitely looked like, you know, a sword went across that man's body. So Mm-mm. it looks like him. Who knows if there's a some change, but it might have been our mama. Could be. Do you the think Bob, that the Bob let you know something's up? That is true. You know what? The I didn't think Bob about let that. You know, something's up. <laughs> I, I didn't saying. think about that. I'm going to have to pay closer attention to her. <laughs> Wondered if she was going to be Madame Mask. Oh, oh, oh. That's what I'm saying. That Bob might give it away. I'm into it. I think that's yeah. a nice reimagining for Mask, too, and the like Kate and Mask feud. Mm-hmm. Instead of making it just like another feud, it's just her, it's her mom. Yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see. We'll, we'll say that. I definitely think Madame Mask is going to be, maybe not in this season, but. Mm-hmm. But at least mentioned, and they'll Same. probably get a season two of this. Yeah, most definitely. I'm. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if by like the next episode it's greenlit. No, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we have this really cool fencing scene between Jack and um Kate, Kate. where Kate obviously is like, he's letting me win and showing that you know um he isn't exactly who all he says he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then later on we Mama get. Mama something... seemed cool with it, by the way. Right, so, she didn't seem too upset. <laughs> like again, let you know something's up. Yeah, she didn't seem she didn't seem that pressed about about any of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then later on we get Clint who ends up getting captured by the um, tracksuit mafia. They took a bat to his leg and then they take him over, which was interesting to see. From having just read the comic that this was based off of, <laughs> what we talked about, he gets knocked out a lot. Like, yeah, and you don't have no powers, so like, 
<laughs> you really getting hurt. Um, so the Tracksuit Mafia takes them, and it ends up being more than just like you know six guys, like a truckload of them. Um, earlier though in the episode, we see him have a conversation with his wife, where she's like, you know, what's going down? Which you know, I love a ride or die kind of relationship like that, where she's like, all right, I'm I'm here with you. He says, you know, it's gonna be a normal. I forget what he called the tactic. But the wife followed it up with like, oh, yeah, that's one of Nat's old moves, which turns out he was going to catch and release. That's yeah, catch and release. Yes. Um, and she was like, oh, that's one of Nat's old moves. And then we see when he goes up against the Tracksuit Mafia, it was obvious he was about to do the whole um, thing that she was doing in Avengers 1, where she was getting the money of the information from the Russian people, which I thought was really cool, a little mm. a cool nod. Um, but of course... That ended up not going the way that it was supposed to because <laughs> who comes crashing through the ceiling but Kate Bishop because she wanted to help. And yeah. then they both get tied up. <laughs> yeah. Poor girl. Heart was in the right place. Love that for her. <laughs> she really tried. Um, so we'll be seeing uh, what happens next episode, how they end up getting up out of this. Um, and the thing about them is they're regular people, so I'm sure there's going to be a lot of them like hurt and in yeah. after this one so yeah. um, and i always appreciate that about my street level heroes that like when they show that they're going through it a little bit like oh we'll do this on the regular like this mm-hmm. hurts <laughs> yeah, right um so they they tie them up and of course it's time to come talk to the boss who hawkeye had been saying this entire time i don't want to talk to any of you guys i want to talk to your boss we get to the boss and there's this this room playing and it's music which is really really loud and this woman turns around and who is it it's echo and um, sure enough, it looks like Echo is like the the head of the tracksuit mafia, um, which wild that I just had said that like with her being a solo character, I was like, maybe she can even go like a villain route, maybe something like that. So I'm into this for sure. I'm here for it. I'm so excited for the next issue so I can see her. The Kate when we get that eventual like Kate Echo Yelena three way fight scene. Oh yeah, I'm screaming. I'm screaming. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna give. That's going to be like, as soon as Yelena pops up up in there, I know that's going to be hot. I can't wait. I'm so excited. But now, what would you rate these first two episodes here? Would you recommend it or would you say skip it? Definitely highly recommend it for anyone who A, loves the MCU, B, likes Hawkeye, wants to get to know Kate Bishop, or you just want some good TV to watch because these first two episodes were like really good TV. Um, If I had to rate them, honestly, I'd. I, like 4.5, almost 5 out of 5. I didn't, I, I didn't see anything wrong with them. They were like, again, likable leads, action was giving, the story is mm-hmm. nice, um, antagonist is building up, I'm into the mystery, into the tracksuit mafia. I'm here. Yeah, I'm into it. I would definitely recommend this for both people who like the MCU and people who may just want to jump into it because mm-hmm. it's pretty easy to digest what was going on in this. You didn't need to have a big tied to anything before they kind of showed you what you needed to know um and i would also i would probably rate them four out of five each definitely a fours for sure each each episode for sure um i enjoyed them both it's a very solid openings um i think like loki i'm a kate bishop fan i think i like kind of like her she's a fun she's girl cool. i think i'll be um, a look- kate bishop fan yeah and it looks like they're going to be building towards the young avengers um yeah. for sure so It'll be yeah. fun to see what they whatever do with that. Hopefully, no tiger. They're gonna bring a boy on it, right? Yeah. 
So we'll see. We back. All right. All right, y'all. Definitely let us know what you guys think about um, the first two episodes of Hawkeye. If you enjoyed mm-hmm. them. If you didn't really enjoy them, let us know that, too. Um, so that brings us to the end of the show. Make sure you guys rate and subscribe us wherever you get your podcast. We really appreciate all the love and support you guys have been showing us out there. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Another Relaunch. You can watch us on uh, Another Relaunch TV on YouTube. Uh, you can find me on most social media platforms at UncannyLZ. Keenan, where can they find you? You guys know you can find me at Keenan Lance on Twitter and Instagram. There is an underscore at the end. Boom. All right, let's get up out of here and we will check y'all next week. Peace out.